Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. To the podcast. <laughs> Welcome, Grace. Welcome. Oh my god. Do some ASMR now. Is- so speaking of ASMR, I so I wear a, a mic when I teach. Uh-huh. And one of the things that I did <laughs> just when I was testing it out was no one was in my classroom, but I was like whispering in it to see how loud it was, and I was like, could I do ASMR for my students? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> Could I, could, could this be my thing now? <laughs> All right, we're going to no. take a little rest. Um, while we do that, I will just like pretend like I'm brushing your hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would cross some levels. But Absolutely. I, I don't want to do. And also, I know nothing about ASMR. I talk a lot yeah. of shit about it, but I have never ventured into that corner because I feel yeah. like I would change as a person <laughs> buzzfeed news made like a, sh- a netflix show uh called follow this and they're like how do we do stories or whatever and the first one was on like asmr subcultures and stuff like that and the reporter found that there was like this irl asmr place that was like people just like doing theater like acting out the sensations of asmr two people like with blindfolds and shit and i'm like that seems like the absolute opposite of what i would want from asmr (laughs) what the fuck like the whole point is like there's a separation like i'm not actually getting touched by someone it's like there's just nice sounds that are soothing probably that sounds like the worst combination of things that i hate which is one seeing people in public and also (laughs) improv yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds like my personal hell, actually. Yeah. I had the misfortune of going to an improv show when I was at PAX last weekend. Yeah. Uh-huh. And all I'll say is the folks there were actual comedians and not just uh-huh. um, an improv show that I was forced into down the street in Seattle. Right. Um, but also... I hate improv. Yeah. So I'm never, I'm never. <laughs> and I, it was confirmed for me, you know? Like, I think yeah. there is a difference between listening to an improv podcast when sure. your shitty bits can be edited out <laughs> right. versus <laughs> yeah. an improv in person when I have to sit through your shitty bits. Yeah. Never again. No I thanks. can't. I can't have that secondhand <laughs> embarrassment because the problem is, is that I have anxiety. And so I manifest your <laughs> shitty bits by my stomach literally twisting. Yep. And then I can't shit for a week. So <laughs> I'm not going to sit through your and shitty you improv. did that to me. <laughs> yep. You so, made this happen. <laughs> so no, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Hi, welcome. You're like letter to DCB. <laughs> yeah. So fuck off. Um, hi, welcome to Into the Twilight, where I talk about 
my love for Twilight and also my hatred for improv. Yeah. <laughs> Where <Yeah>. also <laughs> there's Think podcasts. Think about complexly. <laughs> <laughs> it's also improv. <laughs> <laughs> jokes the whole time the whole time but we also get to edit it out so that's true i did yesterday it was like the involvement fair on mm. campus so we were trying to get all those fucking fresh recruits and whatever Ew. but our table like there was only so many media publication tables and all of them who were there were randos i have no idea who they were sure, sure. and so they were like just find another table and i'm like uh okay <laughs> and so we were across the way from an improv club, which Ugh. I didn't know that we had. And that was so much. Yeah. Hey, people who do improv, why are you like that? Why Why are you the most at why all times? Why are you time? so loud? Why? Just, what are you like when you're just staring at yourself in the mirror? <laughs> like, do you ever shut off is my question. Are people in improv consistently at any given moment doing zip zaps up to themselves in the mirror <laughs> or oh to passerbys. <laughs> All I want to know is when you're in therapy, do you still act that way? Like, can you <laughs> shut it off for two seconds? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> and here's my thing. I do try to imagine you all complexly. But what the <laughs> actual fuck is going on with you? You know what I mean? What happened? What? How did you get here? <laughs> I want you to be loved and I want you to be cherished, but can you stop for two fucking seconds is my question. Please. Please. <laughs> for all of us. Because all I can imagine is just you gyrating in public <laughs> and being like, yes, aunt. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. You are the people that when I say, now raise your hand, you already have your hand raised and I haven't told you what. Like, stop for two seconds. Just give breathe. me a minute. Let me like, finish. <sighs> Cody, how the fuck are you? Uh, I'm great. We, I think we started this off with some pretty hostile energy. <laughs> so that's a weird way to start the morning. I know, it's a Saturday morning, and we're just like, we have some energy. Guns apparently. out. Let's fight. <laughs> Ready to go. But yeah, it's fine. I got my... Iced coffee going on. Yeah. Because uh, I'm gay, so yeah. <laughs> I have to legally drink his coffee. <laughs> the, the cops are good for me. Yeah, that's a mood. Yeah. How was your week? How are you doing? I feel like I, I haven't talked to you in a while. It's been years, truly. Because school happened for both of us, and we Fuck. were like, oh, we're not people anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but we don't for get real, to though. Be people. <laughs> can I be real with you, my yes. audience, my friends, my my family? <laughs> Yeah. Cody and I tried to have a conversation over text this week, and <laughs> we were trying to have words, and it took us literally an hour <laughs> to come up with an agreement, and it wasn't because we were arguing. Our brains were just legitimately fried. We were just like, we don't know what any of each other was saying right now. <laughs> we needed a translator when we were speaking in English. It was the most, I, my heart was breaking for the both of us because we were just so exhausted and we had no energy left that we it's were just both. a lot of square pegs and round holes going <laughs> yeah. in our brains. We were just like, we, we both want to do our job. 
we just have no idea how to make that happen. <laughs> it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Um, but we're here and we're doing this. Regardless, we made it. Yep, we made it. Yeah, I am also, I don't know if you can hear this. I'm drinking, here, I'll do it for you too, Cody. I'm drinking out of a, a, a <laughs> mason jar. Um, but mine is just at this point, because I've been holding it, cold but also lukewarm water. Um, okay. I chose not to have ice in it because I respect this audio medium. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. And I also respect the fact that you odd what? You <laughs> edit this audio medium, so fuck wow. you. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> um, this is the first week of me teaching my new students, the ones that we've been excitedly anticipating for about two years now. And I wanted to report two very critical and important findings for you. Please. And actually, I was wrong. There are three. One is that my students are the smallest creatures I've ever seen in my whole life. They are middle schoolers. I teach middle school. So they are the smallest things I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> Two. Can you believe people are allowed to be this small? <laughs> yeah. Two, and this may come as a shocker for all of you, there are individuals in this world that still wear sweet pea fragrance by Bath & Body Works. Wow. Yep. And I'm, ex- I'm reporting that with glee because... Sure. I also wore Sweet Pea body Uh, spray in middle school. Yeah. And so I, my nose was attuned to that with nostalgia (laughs) and like hawk-like kind of fragrance notes. And so when my sniffer like smelled that, I, my head like almost broke off. I was like, (laughs) is that me from a decade ago? (laughs) Nope. It was one of the middle schoolers in my hallway that was desperately trying to find their locker. The other thing... I feel thing, like Bath and Body Fragrances <sighs> will, like, survive in an apocalypse. Like, I agree. Same with, like, Twinkies and, like, a, like they can't, like... <laughs> they don't erode or anything. <laughs> just, yep. They just exist. Now, I if think I, that's one of those. If one of them came in wearing the cucumber melon oh, from Bath and Body Works that I am pretty sure is discontinued yeah but if they found it at like a defunct tj maxx somewhere (laughs) i'm pretty sure i would pass out because yeah one it would just be alcohol at this point (laughs) absolutely (laughs) but also the nostalgia would make me pass out and the last thing that i have to report and i am not joking about this this is not a fucking bit this is not a fucking bit and then when i saw this i almost started weeping in class One of my students in one of my classes brought a book into my classroom and is reading it for the first time. Oh, my God. (sighs) And that book. (laughs) Folks, that book is Twilight. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. How proud are you? I'm very proud. Can they be on our podcast? (laughs) They definitely cannot. They definitely should not for many reasons. Um, But I will, I will report (laughs) back any observations that I see. Please God, give me updates. One of my middle schoolers is reading Twilight for the first time. That's so exciting. And I, holy shit, folks! Like it is like watching myself. 
it through a fucking mirror. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot make this up. It is still happening. It's the wildest thing I've ever seen, guys. Wow. That's beautiful. So, yeah. So I'm terrified for them. <laughs> like, I'm very scared. <laughs> I will definitely need to check in and be like, so let's talk about relationships. Let's yeah. make sure that How you How do know- you feel about this behavior? Yeah. Um, but wow. You know what I mean? Speaking of relationships, we have a couple of current events that we should talk about. Yeah. One of which we we asked you all to do some homework for us. So this is the time to pull out your homework. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> check out your notes. <laughs> um, if you don't staple it, I swear to God, Bethany. <laughs> Jacob, if you do not put your fucking name on this again, I swear to God. <laughs> You know, check in with Jeremy, too. Jeremy doesn't put his name on it. Yeah, Jeremy's been fucking slacking. (laughs) Um, But we, you know, this is our our weekly Screen Rant Corner that we're following up from last week, right? So we had the Screen Rant article that was the 25 crazy revelations about Bella and Jacob's relationship. Um, (laughs) And it was, you know, we asked you all to look through some of these and tell us what your feelings were. And we had... Our all-star student, Jenna S., who sent us in, <laughs> Braver Than the <laughs> Marines, um, email some of their thoughts. So, um, Jenna, Braver Than the Marines, had a few feelings, which we're going to read through on their email now. One of which is, first of all, the genetics thing, which is, Number 25 on this list. Mm -hmm. Jenna says, creepy, weird, definitely not a last minute idea that (laughs) Stephanie Myers thought of to please thousands of young girls who would have been upset if Jacob had ended up alone because it's not as if Leah or any woman of an appropriate age exists. I mean, I feel like number 18, which is Bella's anger towards Jacob's imprinting is hypocritical, Mm -hmm. is just, come on, man. No. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I found many logical fallacies in a lot of these revelations, some of which are just opinions. And the ones that aren't opinions are mostly just general plot points. Which I feel like, valid. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like, alright, Braver Than the Marines, you got it. Right? One of the things that Braver Than the Marines also brought up too. (laughs) So last week, one of the things that Christian Grey finally brought up was how much money he makes. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a little math corner business. <laughs> math corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so... For math that def- Allie definitely didn't need to Google. <laughs> listen, <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, I can't. <laughs> so Braver Than the Marines described themselves as a hopeless mathematician. Great, um, Which, it. can't relate. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so Jenna said that Christian Grey would earn if Jenna did their math correctly, approximately, holy shit, um, <laughs> 2 billion, wait, no. Wait. Are you good? <laughs> um, are, are you good? Is that, wait, okay, 2 million, <laughs> leave me alone, 2 million, $399,040 a day. Uh-huh. Which is approximately... Eight hundred seventy-five and a half million dollars a year. That's a lot of dollars. I'm assuming that's before taxes. Jenna? Je- Jenna? 
You're such a fucking mathematician. Is that before taxes? <laughs> Jenna just, like, brings out, like, <laughs> W-9s. <laughs> um, it's like, well, his income tax, oh, his income tax is probably, or his um, income tax and property taxes are probably through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Jenna, wait, for real, though. Jenna, can you do my taxes? Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Jenna. <laughs> If so, for real, if I don't have to find someone new here to do my taxes, can Christian Gray do my Okay. Anyways, I'm, this is not something for the podcast. Okay. Um, Jenna says, anyway, someone needs to write a fan fiction where the proletariat rises up and vanquishes, vanquishes, Jesus Christ, Jenna, um, the bourgeoisie, specifically because I need, I want to see Christian's bank account get drained and have the laborer redistribute the fuck out of that wealth. Awesome. Ooh, tables have turned. Yes. What if this becomes suddenly like a dystopian series and um, Anna leads the fucking proletariat and just... That's extremely good. That's very good. I love that. So anyways, I love that. Jenna, thank you very much. Thank you. So speaking of Stephanie Meyer, one of the things that happened, it'll be last week when you all are listening to this, but New Moon was published this week. It was on September 6, 2006, so it will have been 12 years, um, <laughs> which was when all of my middle schoolers were born. Cool. So cool. I feel cool. like the fucking Crypt Keeper. Um, <laughs> for real, I'm though. Father time. <laughs> I, <laughs> Cody, I'm not joking, though. I made a Vanna White reference this week, and some of them looked at me. Like, I had referenced Father Time. <laughs> like, I was like, I almost left my classroom. I was like, I can't. <laughs> like, You're like, you know what? It's over. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta leave. I can't do this anymore. I want to do our case due corner. And then I'm gonna, I want us to end with the most important, like, fucked up news. Yeah, that's great. So, could you ha- do me the honor and talk about our case due corner this week? Boy, would I. <laughs> Thank you. Case due's back. I mean, she's been here, but she's back this week. She never left. <laughs> she never left. But she did a little little interview in Us Magazine. I always want to call it Us Magazine. I don't know why. I don't think it's that. And the headline is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen Stewart, keeping my sexuality ambiguous is like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> That's so Which fucking choice. Is very good. Um, <sighs> also, though, there is... I wouldn't say an ad, but, like, a promo for a 12-part investigative podcast series that definitely looks like it is the subhead of this article. It definitely does. Like, it looks like, oh, we're also going to be talking about this podcast (laughs) about, like, death and intrigue and investigations with Case 2. But it's not. Unfortunately, it is not. Yeah. So, basically, she's like, yeah, I like fucking with people because it's fun. Yep. And that's great there's some interesting phrasing that happens in this piece um (laughs) especially when they say stewart who is currently romancing stella maxwell (laughs) which i didn't realize that us weekly was stuck in the 40s just like yeah an old time (laughs) right currently romancing that's who sorry (laughs) Oh, you know, Stella Maxwell, who she's been with forever. For, yeah, since the beginning of time. Uh, man, remember when she dated St. Vincent for like a hot second? That was God bless, you know? the best thing that's ever happened to me. 
Can we just think about that for a second, though? I, I, I never stop thinking about it. <laughs> just, just take a moment. Just take a deep breath. Take a drink yeah. of water. Yeah. And just this is my form of meditation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless. Yeah, and uh, it's just like, fuck you. I'm doing. I live my life. Yep. And also, can we talk about the Snow White like bit for a second? Oh yeah. So like, <laughs> at some point, I guess they like ran out of things to reference her as <laughs> <laughs> because they're like the Snow White and the Huntsman actress is bringing whatever, and it's like, are we? Did we lose that many things? That are we just like. Uh, what movies has she been in? Oh, yeah, the one everyone knows her from, Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> That's, like, basically saying, oh, yeah, the speak actress, the panic right. room actress. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, like, so fucking disrespectful. Oh, my God. The fucking The Zathura actress. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking tight. <laughs> I would have loved so that. So good. Um, although yeah. she was extremely hot in Snow White the Huntsman, even though those movies are objectively bad. They're the oh, worst, but goddamn. They're the but everyone looks so good in them, and it's frustrating. Yeah, it's very conflicting. Whichever Hemsworth it is, looks great. Oh, oh, oh my god. And what's her face? Blonde woman who looks like she's been alive for 700 years, but is still beautiful. Listen, Charlie's you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Charlie's the <laughs> you know. It's so fucked up. I get her and what is it you know which one i'm talking about the one with the pointy face that's also blonde uh, I, is she in suspiria i'm gonna have to look this up because let's gonna do a google <laughs> tilda swinton oh yeah no i get that for sure for they sure. just both have that icy blonde hair you yeah. know and they're both like super white I don't know. It's disrespectful to get them mixed up. And their I know. face is just, just bones. <laughs> yeah, but they both, you know, they both have icy blonde hair and they both have really bony faces. I'm like, you two are the same person, right? And it's like, no, they're not. <laughs> are they both in fragrance ads or is that just... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just... Yeah, see, it's rude, but I do it. You know, we're all problematic. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so... We saved the best for last here. Hell yeah. And then we're going to move on to talking about our reading. But this is the one that I really want you all to, like, buckle in for because I did not know this. Yeah. And that's that's saying a lot. So, came up on our Daily Digest, and it was like a podcast, 12 Questions with Stephanie Myers. And I was like, is that a typo? (laughs) And so I looked through it. And folks, this is some conspiracy theory bullshit right here. Okay, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is a, a woman, a woman, that is named Stephanie Myers, and the typing, like the spelling for her name is all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> her name is wrong. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> so there is a, there is Stephanie Meyer, like our Lord and Savior, Stephanie Meyer, with yeah. Stephanie with an E, and then Meyer, no S, right? Yeah. Twilight Stephanie Meyer. Now, the person that I'm referring to here is blonde, and her name is Stephanie with an A and Myers, right? So, mm-hmm. Twilight, Stephanie Meyer, like Oscar Meyer, right? We got Wiener, Twilight. Sure. And then this is Stephanie Myers. Now, Stephanie Myers is part of a like digital growth company. Okay. And she has her own Twitter account. It's at the right Steph, whereas Stephanie Meyer only is part of Ficklefish Films. Yep. 
so you cannot reach her personally on Twitter. You have to go through Ficklefish Films, which is yeah. the, the reading company. Now, here's the thing about Stephanie Myers. She did this podcast a couple days ago talking about her digital growth company and how she's a digital strategist, stra- you know, strategist, because I yeah, can say yeah. words, <laughs> and all these things. Her love of Instagram, all these things. But here's the fascinating thing. Last year, she posted this Twitter moment, Stephanie Myers did, about all of the questions that she gets asked about vampires because people mistake her for being Stephanie Meyer. And it is the best fucking thing I've ever seen in the whole world. Because people try to get in contact with (laughs) Stephanie Meyer and automatically assume that that's who she is. So I want to read a few of these because they are some of the best things in the whole world. It's very good. Yeah. And I also, think... Also, sometimes she answers, which is, I think, the funniest thing. Yep. Some of them are, are some... They're some of the best things. Yeah. So, one of them that she did answer, someone asked her, what happens if Edward would go into a tanning bed? And Stephanie Myers responded, tanning beds are not recommended for vampires. <laughs> one of the ones that someone asked her is, why is it that Edward doesn't pee or poop, but can nut? Also, wouldn't he think if he could nut, he would wear a condom? So she says, so one, (laughs) biologically, those are completely different systems, happily. Um, Two, I'm actually not the Twilight author, so can't help with those more specifics. There are so many questions about semen. Yep. It's unreal. It's very good. So I would recommend, and a lot of you are on our Twitter, so I know that you have a Twitter. Go to at the right Steph, and the Steph is S-T-E-P-H, kind of like Stephanie's is. It's the first thing on her Twitter account. She has this moment. And just look at all of the questions that people have asked her. It is very good. And actually what I might do is I might just retweet this moment so you all can see it. Yeah. It has given me so much joy. Um, Someone asked, why can Edward ejaculate but not cry? And then she said, (laughs) toxic masculinity. (laughs) That one is the best thing I've ever seen. I want that tattooed on my whole bot, my whole person. (laughs) Just Yep. It is. (laughs) Also, I love this, like, image. She just, like, scribbled over Stephanie Meyer. That just says, not me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's really good. Yeah. I, and then she, like, puts an arrow to the E and then writes another E just to say that this is an E. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's, I have Can never. Can follow her? I would, I would love to. Because mm. no matter what she does, I want to know about it. Especially yeah. as a, a digital What? I just said digital strategist because <laughs> I can't fucking talk. Um, because I am part of the internet. <laughs> so, yeah, I. You know what? She's part of the the digital strategy world, <laughs> and yep. I. Yep, I love this person, and I love that she's taken something that she didn't ask to be a part of, and is now part of this world, <laughs> and I beautiful. love it. It's great. 
So, yes, thank you, Stephanie Myers, for giving us so much joy. We have one more thing before we get to our our reading for this week. And it is not a question, um, but just really a suggestion for this yeah. series. And you had kind of added on to this. So could you <laughs> could you prompt us for this one, Cody? Yeah, someone just, like, wanted us to simmer on this idea, this concept. <laughs> This higher state of learning. Um, Fifty Shades Danker. Christian discovers weed. Discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. Or just sit on it. Think about it. (laughs) So you had suggested that that Christian vapes. Yeah. I think for sure he has a jewel. Like, for sure. I'm just... (laughs) All right. What? I, I'm not what? disagreeing. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I, well, you're doing it in a disagreeing tone. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm picturing in my mind palace right now is <laughs> yeah. that Christian and Taylor, yep. they, yes. they have to, right? They've got a lot I, of time to kill. Yes. So do they, do they vape? Do they hotbox in their car? No, they they have expensive cars. Anna's yeah. never said that the car smells like weed. Um, yeah, we would know. <laughs> we would know. She'd be like, "Ooh, that smells. It smells like farts in here." Yeah, she'd um, be like, "There's a strong cologne happening in this." Game. Yeah, but Christian and Taylor both they vape together. Yeah, yeah, they're vape buddies, and, esp- and especially why I'm saying a jewel because it looks like a flash drive, so it looks like it could just be like a business thing. <laughs> so they're just like, yeah. Let me just take a little whiff. I don't know. How do you <laughs> I don't take know. a drag? Let me pull. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I vape lingo. <laughs> I don't I know literally nothing about any of this. Other than I feel like that is something that they would both do. Yeah. Why are they such good friends other than that's what friends do, right? That's it's gotta be, right? Yeah. I think that's true. I think that, you know, after a long day, they they do the vape. Thing. Now, yeah. what is his flavor? Ooh, excellent question. I think Christian might be like a like a classic mint kind of guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Taylor might be a little bit of an oddball. He might be like creme brulee or like vanilla or something, or like mango. Ooh, my god, yeah. <laughs> Just like real off the wall kind of shit. Yeah, because he he prides himself on being like a. A strong man, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. But I feel like he's a he's an oddball. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with those. I just got a fucking prompt on my computer <laughs> that let me know that a quote-unquote famous YouTuber's birthday is tomorrow. So I'm going to close that notification. <laughs> I'm going to throw my computer away. Yeah, my Google Calendar was like, hey, did you know that a YouTuber's birthday is tomorrow? I'm going to fucking close that notification. Thank you for that. All right. Do you want to talk about this fucking book? I fucking guess, man. We have the longest chapters in the whole world to talk about. Yeah, it's unreal. It's disrespectful. I was reading this. I definitely prepared and didn't read it this morning. Um, yeah, of course. For sure. <clears throat> and <laughs> Reliable I, content. I thought that I was done and it kept going. No, I I literally I'll, I'm gonna peek behind the curtain a little bit. I did at some point this morning switch to the audiobook. Whoa! Because I had I was reading four chapters because I thought we were doing a lot more than we are. Cody is and an so overachiever. 
I, what can I say? <laughs> but I was like reading it because I had like the library book or whatever on my computer. So I was like reading it from that. Mm-hmm. But then I was just so tired because it was very early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And also this chapter was so very long. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, oh, let me just pop and get the audiobook real quick and I'll just like do it from there. And it's still so long. Like I still had like half an hour. <laughs> like... <clears throat> just people talking on 2x speed. It was annoying. Now tell me about this audiobook because I have not listened to it. I don't know her name, but the narrator is very good. I like oh. her a lot. She's very, she's got a nice soothing voice. And it feels very Anna, like, just like young girl in the city, like, kind of vibe. Okay. Um, I will say that I did have to get it from the depths of YouTube because my library was sold the fuck out of the audiobook. <laughs> no, stop it. There were seven copies. None of them were available. I had to place a hold, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't so, like that. So I don't like that. That's the tea. That's <clears throat> what's going on at the Chicago Public Library. <laughs> I'm very intrigued by that. I personally am curious how it changes between the quote-unquote normal stuff, like the standard exposition and the sex scenes. Does it change at all? Not really. I felt like that seemed normal. The one thing that did trip me up is, like, they don't make a distinction between Anna's thoughts and what she's actually saying. Hmm. Really. Like, it's very conversation. It's not like a, she said this, he said this, or whatever. It's like, and I was like, I, there's a part later, or in the beginning, where it's like, they're talking about, um, like, why she wants to be spanked or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And... She's in, in her head is saying all these justifications, but she actually says, do I need a reason? But in the audiobook, it sounds like all of those are something that she's saying, <laughs> which I'm like, that's not what's happening. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. So <laughs> that was my review. I appreciate for it. For Audible. <laughs> for Audible. Audiobook. Um, <laughs> for the book that's in the ears. Um, so last week, we talked about, like, where we left off was Anna spent all her cash money on buying the trip in Aston, if I remember yes. right. Yep. And Christian was- No, that was Christian's property, and she yep. could have just finessed that for free. Yep, but, but she fine. fucking bought it under his fingers. So, fuck you, <laughs> Christian. So, chapter seven starts off. She's had champagne and- four different glasses of four different wines. So even though you're taught... You just got, like, the tasting menu. <laughs> yep. So you're taught not to mix your alcohol. She doesn't give a fuck. No. Um, everyone's applauding for her, except Christian. Well, he's also he's, applauding, but he's pissed. He's just doing this weird, like, cartoon smile. <laughs> yeah, he's looking That's at her. Like... He's clapping in her literal face. Uh, <laughs> well done. You did it. <laughs> Are yep. you proud? Yep. And they're being very passive-aggressive with each other because he's pissed, but he's also turned... You know, like, they're usual. Like, they're pissed at each other, but they're also turned on. Yeah, you know. They're touching each other sexually under the table, you know, as you do. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Then it very quickly and very suddenly turns into what they refer to as a first dance auction. Which this is the most <sighs> buck wild bananas shit I've had to read, and we've read some filth, ladies yep. and gents. Um, what the fuck is this? It is like fucking like bride selling, yep, from like 
the whatever century that was popular. Like, it's fucking unreal. This was written, like, not, like, recent. It was recently written. Yep. Yep, this was written a couple years ago. <clears throat> Anna describes it as a meat market, and that's... Ugh. That is, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. it's described very much as these women are standing up on a stage. The MC is describing them in the grossest way. Yeah. And mostly men, from what I could tell, right. were bidding on their bodies to dance with them. Is this, like, for, is this a prank? Like, what the fuck is this? I've never heard of this, but it sounds very much, like, this was textbook like slavery was. Yeah. It was the grossest thing I've ever heard. I can't believe more people weren't, like, upset about this. Yep. When this happened, when this came out. Yeah, and Mia was all like, see, this is so fun. Oh, my God. Look at how many people want you. You're so desirable. Fuck. Hey, Mia. <laughs> yeah. this. Open your eyes, ma'am. <laughs> it's horrible. And also, like, did, I, it was very unclear of, like, because Anna was like, I didn't, Anna didn't volunteer for that. She was just kind of there. Yeah, it seems like Mia pushed her into doing this. Right, right. <sighs> We find out some exposition during this that Christian was a, quote, brawler. Um, mm. That he, during his early teens, liked to fight. He just liked to throw some punches every now and again. You know what I mean? Yep. He just, he liked to get into those good fights. Um, yeah. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about was when Anna got kind of, like, pushed up on stage to be bid on, um, mm-hmm. was her bio faked? Because... Yeah, everyone's bio was faked. Okay. They were all... He was just, like, spouting nonsense. They were like, yeah, this person's, like, an Olympic athlete and, like, <laughs> knows jujitsu and, like, can speak Mandarin. Yeah, because... Yeah, they did, Anna's... they did a cartoonish one for everyone, yeah. Okay, because Anna's was the most buckwild thing. <laughs> that... Could you imagine if that was real? We just had no idea because we don't know anything about Anna at all. We don't know anything about her. And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, she definitely plays six instruments and speaks <laughs> fluent Mandarin and is really likes yoga. And yeah. it was like... Okay, yeah, I totally believe that, because we know literally nothing about her character. Yeah, leave it to EL to be like, let me just do all this exposition halfway through book two. Yep. <laughs> about this character that we've I, been inside of her head for this whole time. I totally would have taken it and completely wouldn't have questioned it, because we know yeah. nothing about her character. Nope. Mm-mm. And of course, because it's Anna, her bidding goes way more than everybody else's. Because she's not like other girls, you know no. what I mean? And it's she's not like other child brides. <laughs> Literally, oh my god. <laughs> if you weren't sure what today's title was going to be. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. <laughs> no, it's it's way too bad. Um so it's obviously between Christian and some unknown person, right? Because remember some fucking slender man lurking in the back. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> just this fucking robot voice (laughs) and like they uh, both of them don't know how to like do an auction like they're doing it very dramatically like everyone else has been like a thousand dollars like four thousand dollars whatever whatever and they're just Um, saying they just 
Yeah, <laughs> but like these two, like the air is tense and they're just like quietly just like saying things. They're just like $25,000. And they're like, all right, $30,000. And I'm like, what is happening? There's like so many people here just watching this like weird like half battle between the two of you. Like, what? The problem was is that they weren't saying the number after it. They were just saying, or they weren't saying the dollar amount after it. They were oh, just yeah. saying the number. So it, right. fa- it sounded very Count Dracula to me. Yeah, yeah it was it just was like, like ominous. 15, 16. And it was just all I could imagine was that this was on Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. And so. Like, I could just imagine that the MC was Count Dracula, and it's like, congrats, you got to 15. Um, And it was just very embarrassing. And you just have to imagine, right? Anna's up on the stage, and she knows that it's Christian, and then there's just this one masked figure. And it's like, okay, I know that one person might spank me and kill me, but there is literally a murderer back there that just wants my body. (laughs) Like... Help. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, literally anybody help me, please. <laughs> no one thinks this is weird or yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah. She's just screaming up there like, anybody, you're all bystanders. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, so anyways, Christian obviously wins. He says, one million dollars and like yeah. has his, fing- his pinky up to his hand. Uh, <laughs> like, he's got his pinky up to his mouth. Like fucking it's the worst anyways so he wins right because this is all just for a woman's body they have time to kill so they go up to his childhood bedroom and this is where i want to take a moment i want to take a moment and i want us to pause because i could have us dedicate just an episode to talking about christian's bedroom but we won't yeah Yeah. (sighs) but But we could but we could but we could because, Cody, I need you to tell me everything that stood out to you about Christian's bedroom before I get into what was interesting to me. Um, I mean, what really threw me in for a loop were all the concert ticket stubs. Yep. Because we got, when she said there was a diverse range, she was not fucking She joking. was not joking. We got you 2 and Metallica and Cheryl Crow. <laughs> and I don't remember who else was there. It was the New York Philharmonic performance of Romeo and Juliet. Right. So, yeah, just, like, across the board. Yep. Great picks of the (sighs) twisted mind that is Christian Grey. Yep. Yeah, it was a lot. He had had photos on a bulletin board of them going everywhere because, of course, as she says, quote, Master Grey was well-traveled at a young age. What? Yep, kill me instead. There were photos of, or there were movie posters hung up. He had The Matrix. He had Fight Club, which remember, these are movies that are, one, considered toxic masculinity because they're wrong, but also remember our icons in the LGBTQ plus (laughs) <laughs> like area right so um but had, also fight club is the best gay rom-com of all time <laughs> that's what i'm saying right so <laughs> yeah. and then like we've got the matrix too which yeah, like right. oh my god and then he had the true directed Show. by two beautiful trans women that's what I, yeah yeah it's so and good so, <laughs> we've got like trans icons we have gay icons and then, yeah. but 
of course, he's Christian Grey, so he's like toxic masculinity. Um, Brad Pitt is like so fucking tight, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> especially when we know that he was like a quote brawler. So he's just yeah. thinking about it in the terms of like I'm gonna kick some ass and not. I, I did legit Fight Club. <laughs> exactly, and not how they like subvert narratives. Right. <sighs> It's the grossest. Um, and then he had framed posters of kickboxers, right? And right. so it's As you just... Do. He's the grossest person is basically yeah. what it is. And so, of course, he takes him into this room. He says he's never brought a girl in here before. Shut the fuck up, Christian. <laughs> um, and then he tells her to keep the mask on and they have sex in here. What I wanted to talk about, one, they finally talk about the safe word and using it. Great, Thank God. finally. Jesus. Halfway through book two. <clears throat> uh, it's fine. <laughs> and this was the part where you had mentioned all of the reasons why she wants to be spanked. Yeah. But she doesn't say them out loud. No. This was this was the part. This was your chance. This was this was your moment. Say all these things weighing you down, cause and they were all like reasonable justifications. She was like, I don't know, man. Like, it's really stressed. There's a lot of things happening today, and like, I just kind of like I've been wanting to fuck you and do this for like a while, and I'm just like, let's go. But then she was like, Do I need a reason, Christian? Which like, valid, sure, but that's not actually what you're thinking. So like, come on. Yep. You're supposed to be honest now. You're supposed to like not have any bullshit anymore. Be better. But instead, she's not being honest with her partner, which the whole point of them being in this dynamic is honesty and communication. Yeah. But instead, she's just like, But like, fuck that, I guess. Yep. (laughs) Anyways. Listen, I had some silver balls in my fucking vagina for like three hours. Let's go! (laughs) Okay, that was my question. When did those get taken out? They got taken out last chapter, I think. Okay. I didn't remember that. Because she, like, went to the bathroom or something. Because she was like, I gotta go. Okay. I did not remember that. And so during this whole sex scene, I was like, where are the balls? (laughs) (laughs) Where did they go? Yeah, I think they're in her place. Okay. Because I was, I had so many questions. I was like, if he's inside her, where are the balls? I was so, I had so many questions. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. The sex, it happens. They go downstairs. They dance. And then something really interesting happens which is fucking dr flynn shows up and wants to dance with anna and so here's the thing i just want to talk about who christian has invited to this party so christian has invited mrs robinson we know that he's invited his bodyguard taylor and now we find out that he has invited his therapist christian I want to talk to you about who your friends are, real quick. Yeah, can we, like, just, like, examine your group real quick? <laughs> like, your homies? Who are your real, like, who's friend? who do you have as real friends, though? Real friends. How many of us? How many of us? Yeah. Do you have just, like, friends in general? Anyways, so she starts talking to Dr. Flynn, and it's a really weird conversation that they have. Yeah. But it's, like, short, and nothing really happens other than the fact that he's like, you don't really give yourself away. And she's like, yeah, neither do you. Good talk. And then Christian comes back. And what I thought was interesting about this is Christian automatically assumes that 
that Dr. Flynn told something about him to Anna. Uh-huh. So he doesn't understand doctor-patient confidentiality at all? No. Which, what do you think has been happening? Why do you keep bringing your doctor around? Yeah, stop it. Shoot. If that's here. what you think is happening, then why do you do that? Uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, once he figures it out, apparently he has a sudden relief. <laughs> uh, okay. So, anyways... Then we get the grossest confrontation between Mrs. Robinson and Anna. And I wanted to know your feelings about this. Because it made me want to vomit a little bit. Yeah, no, it's not good. No. Nope. say that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't... Because mm. she's doing the whole, like, you broke his heart, don't do that right. again, or I'm going to kick your ass. And yeah. Anna- <laughs> and Anna, like, is reasonably frustrated and angry and like drunk and she's like well you know don't even fucking worry about it because like he's better off because you know he's not being like molested yeah it's like okay well well, 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 yes yes maybe we should not have you two talking ever at all (laughs) maybe we should not have a relationship yeah um because we don't you don't need to you don't need to talk you don't my favorite part was that her instinct was to just laugh yeah, that was a power move, for sure. Like, she was just so confused by the whole situation and the audacity for Mrs. Robinson to confront her at this right. time that she was just, she just started laughing right. at the whole thing. I loved yeah. that. It's like, bitch, whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I do think that it was really disrespectful that, like, at a public place for her to just come up and yeah, do this sure. at this time. Yeah. And so I thought that that was that was quite funny. It was a lot. And just for E.L. James to try and create this conflict that everyone in this novel that is a like all the women have to hate each other. It just right. a lot. She tells Christian about it. Christian is like, "I'll deal with it." Ra ra ra. And it's just more conflict that isn't necessary. There's more dancing that happens. Carrick, who's Christian's dad, um, is supposed to be, like, the Carlisle figure in this situation. Who's, which is, like, don't, don't. Hey. Don't disrespect Daddy Malfoy like that. Yeah. He's too good to compare to anybody. Um, but he he does try to say <clears throat> some nice things about Christian. About, like, oh, he's been so good since he's been around you. And it's, like, that's it's funny that you said that. There's fireworks that happen. Sure. Great. Yeah. It's already been an extravagant enough day, but great. <laughs> but as they get ready to leave, the excuse that Christian makes to Mia is that there is a big day that Christian and Anna are having tomorrow, which Anna didn't know about. And what is that big day that they're having? Oh, the like birth control appointment mm-hmm. thing. <sighs> this shit is the worst because he's like all right we're gonna we're gonna do something because i don't like condoms and she was like uh excuse me (laughs) i i mean it's my i mean i can it's my body so like i can do whatever and then he says the coolest response it's like super chill and great um yeah it's also my body which thank you everyone Right. I was I when I first when I first read this, I thought 
I mean, I thought it was bad, but I thought it wasn't as bad as it actually was because I thought what he was saying was like, it's my body being his body. Yep. Like, um, like it was like Anna isn't Anna's body isn't his body, but his body is his body. Yep. He was like, I don't want to use a condom, which like, whatever. That's a whole other thing. But he was actually being like, no, your body is my body. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So I can do whatever, which is so much worse. Yeah. So much worse. I read it that way the first time, too. Yeah. And then it was like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, no. That's not what he meant. <laughs> that is not what he meant. No. No, no. <sighs> and, yeah. So it's it's very bad. The yeah. the chapter is unfortunately not done. No, we still have so much more to go. <laughs> they, they get back to their car. There is a note from Mrs. Robinson that effectively says the same thing that she said in their confrontation. Yeah. Now she just like text to speech. Like, yep. Now just car. with her phone number attached. Great. She falls asleep in the car. As they get back to his apartment, we find out that Anna's tires have been slashed on her car and that there is paint all over it. Nice. Nice, Sick. nice, nice. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> and we find out that the the person who was we were concerned about last time, Layla, may uh-huh. have entered the apartment and may still be there, so they want to double check that. And so that's super chill. Super no. chill. Super chill. And so the security team, who includes Taylor and Sawyer, are gonna go check that out, and Christian also goes. And so the chapter ends with Christian going in um, with Sawyer and Taylor stays out to stay with Anna. And that is where chapter seven ends. Finally. Finally. And break. Yep. Take a drink of water. Take a stretch. Chapter eight will be much quicker. (laughs) Yeah. Chapter eight starts exactly where they left off. They seem to have cleared the apartment they are just now checking all of the cabinets and, like, drawers and all the, like, corners to make sure that Layla hasn't, like, magicianed her body and becoming smaller. Yeah. Yep. So, Anna falls asleep um, while Christian is still, like, doing businessy stuff. What we find out is that Anna seems to have seen a ghost. Like, she wakes up in the middle of the night, as you do sometimes when you hear a noise. She right, looks sure. up <clears throat> at the end of the bed... And she sees what I am always terrified of. She looks up at the end of the bed and she sees a shadow. Yep. This is this chapter reminds me a lot of um, Jane Eyre. Like it, I I can I feel like E. L. James pulled a lot from Jane Eyre in this chapter. So she looks up at the end of the bed. She sees a a, a shadow, which she thinks might be a woman. She thinks might be dressed in black. It's hard to tell, right? But it's definitely a ghost. She gets up. She sees that it's like two o'clock in the morning and she goes out to the main room to find Christian. And Christian's just on the phone. She's like, business, 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 all these kinds of things. It's actually just Elena, like Mrs. Robinson. And she's like, stop calling, leave Anna alone. You know, everyone's out for Anna, right? It's just her sweet blood, you know? That's true. I mean, yeah, you can't say no to that, you know? Mm hmm. Everyone just wants her blood. Everyone is all vampires. You know what I mean? And Anna is in a t-shirt, right? And Christian's all pissed about that. He's like, you should be in satin or silk. And so they start to like 
have the sex and they go back into the bedroom. But then Christian, like, with his Hawkeye senses, sees that the, what was it, like the balcony door or something was open. And he's like, don't do that. No doors. Open. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Yeah, like his his body starts to get all chilly and he's like, Anna, you know I like it to be 75 in here. You know I don't get horny when it's cold. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Um, and she looks at him and... You know I have a very specific temperature. It's in the contract. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, I didn't, I didn't open that. And they both look at each other and they're like, the call came from inside the house. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're not driving the plane and I'm not driving the plane. (laughs) Yeah. So she's like, I, when I woke up, there was someone... That was here, I think. It was a woman. It was dark. I had just woken up. And so he gets all, like, freaked out, right? And so they they basically freak out. Um, they're like, Layla's still here. They, you know, Taylor and stuff, they all come in. And basically they leave, right? All this stuff. It's, like, a lot of suspense. They think she's still here. And Anna and Christian end up leaving. Mm-hmm. And they go to this, like, hotel that's, I don't know, in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't really matter. Um yeah. And it's, like, pages and pages of nothing just to get them to a hotel at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, The thing that I thought was worth mentioning was why it is that people, like, in books and stuff, always feel this need to play, like, couples as soon as they get to a hotel. Like, why it is that they play, like, Mr. and Mrs.? when they get to fancy hotels because Taylor checked them into this hotel. So he's like, the reservations under my name. And so Christian and Anna are playing like Mr. And Mrs. Taylor when they get here, even though they're super stressed. And I just think that it's, it's funny, but it, it's a common trope that happens in books. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they get all like settled in and it's suddenly it's tomorrow, which is, is Sunday, I think. Um, and this is when the gross stuff happens, right? So Dr. Green gets there and they, Anna has her fucking appointment about switching from the pill. And I, I don't know why it was, because this wasn't stated anywhere, but I just assumed that she was going to get the IUD. Yeah, and, I feel like that seems like a better long-term <laughs> situation. But I, I guess, I, I, didn't, I don't know why I assumed this. I think it was just from, like, personal experience or something. Sure, sure. But... It seemed like they, after talking about their options, they assume on the depot shot. And I think that's probably because that way she can stop if that is something that she wants to switch over to. Whereas the IUD maybe, but I don't know. Because one, from my personal experience, the depot shots have a ton of bad side effects. Um, whereas with the IUD, even though the insertion is like sucky, you can just easily get it done. Anyways, whatever. They decide it's best for her body. Great. Whatever. And it's Um, not like Christian can't front an IUD, you know? Exactly. He can can put that down payment on real quick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And there's just like no follow-up with it. With the depot shots, she has to get them constant, like every few months. Whatever. They decide it works for her. Great. Um, even though she didn't ask for this or choose this, you know. But other than that, <laughs> super chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as long as they came to an agreement with her and that doctor, fine. You know, 
it's something that she won't have to constantly do every day. Um, So they get in the shower after the doctor leaves and Anna's kind of shaken up because she had stopped taking the birth control pills and had continued to have sex. Right. So there's a there's a scare there of pregnancy. And so she had been kind of really shaken up about that. Talks to Christian about it. And he was kind of snippy about it, which is not really a reaction that was helpful for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and wouldn't probably be for most people. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they, they start to talk about that. And E.L. James is not being subtle about this pregnancy conversation, which I think in this three-book arc... Um, and how much she's been hounding the birth control as a reader. It's like, all right, E.L. James, like, I get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Yeah. Thank so you. Anna starts crying, talking about how much, like, she really wants to touch him. You know, this has been a very stressful couple of days. It's been a very stressful couple of months for her. And she seems like a, a person that really needs touch to feel comforted. And so sure. for her to not have that is not making her feel loved in this moment. So the the chapter ends with them at least saying that verbally. Um, he doesn't say that he loves her, but she says to him, you love me, and he confirms it. So... <laughs> Which is right. not the same. No. But... I don't but know. sure? But sure, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Um... But yeah, so that's where the chapter ends with that is a sort of an I love you for them, I guess. Sure. Um, so next week we have chapters 9 and 10. And I don't yeah, know. Maybe. We still have no guns, really. Yeah, we got we got a hint of guns, but. Yeah, I'm curious how they are going to arise in this movie adaptation. Yeah. Yep. What's up? Yeah, so for the patrons this week, who I want to thank, thank you so much, um, here's what I was thinking for them. Could we do some of the the questions that Stephanie Myers would have asked? <gasps> yes. Okay. Let me open this link again. Okay. So I would love to thank Shannon Clearwater, one of our $10 sponsors. Um and one of the questions that was asked by Stephanie Myers was asked by Joey Tau. I think it's supposed to be Tomater. Yeah. And the question was, why has that one vampire who can throw fireballs not killed himself yet? And I have a lot of questions about that question. Yeah. Um, okay. God, there's so many sperm questions. Okay. <laughs> um, shout out to Katie Weber. Who is going to be? Do vampires get boners even though they don't have blood? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, shout out to Simon Steele. Um, yeah. You're, you're the realist. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> this one was asked by Margie Stone. Um, (laughs) is accidentally swiped icy hot on the side of my neck so can you confirm or deny that this is what it feels like to be bit in the neck by a vampire (laughs) 
did you write this question? <laughs> I think I wrote this question. <laughs> <laughs> These are the best thing I've ever seen. Oh my fucking god, I'm crying. Okay. Oh, please. So uh, all funny. I'm asking you all to do is look at this moment. Just it's perfect. It's so fucking good. Okay. So, um, Jenna, braver than the Marines, sent yep. in a fanfic that Jenna wrote. We're getting another one. Braver than the Marines. Braver than the Marines. I'm telling you all. So <laughs> listen. This one is titled "The Puppet Master." <clears throat> The summary goes as this. What's eating Paul? What's with that flame on the water? What was Laurent doing just standing in Edward and Bella's meadow? Why does Edward care about Mike's car? Why doesn't Alice know about her past? Cammie knows. And this was published on March 24th, 2008. Beautiful. And the PS that Jenna gave about this was, I remembered what is basically a literal self-insert fic from way back, which is about an avid Twilight fan who moves to Forks and suddenly wakes up and is in the Twilight world. Okay. So I'm reading from chapter five, which was recommended for me. Love that. The rest of English was painful. I was so worried about everything. I thought about how I skipped a shower today and was suddenly regretting it. Jasper had super sensitive smell and hearing. Was my smell bothering him? Did I smell appetizing? I also remembered my hair was in a ponytail. Maybe it would be easier for him if I put my hair down, but I was rigid throughout the entire hour, unable to move. I waited for the clock to strike 12 so that we could be excused for lunch. The minute hand lingered on 11.59 for what felt like a millennium. Then I ended up embarrassing myself again. I was so jumpy that when someone's cell phone went off in the middle of class, I immediately assumed it was the bell and jumped up, leaving class seconds before the real bell even rang. My face turned bright red as I walked out of class, holding my backpack straps with clenched fists. I hurried to the cafeteria line, getting there way more early than anyone else. I had to awkwardly wait with tray in hand while I looked for Eric. Finally, he came out of the tray. What? Finally, he came out of the line tray in hand. I stood up straight, called his name, thankful that my awkward idling was done. Eric, he turned, ready with a smile. Hey, Cammie, Eric said as I walked beside him. He nodded, turned toward the other end of the cafeteria. There was a group of teenagers at the table. The boys were being rowdy and a little show-offy. The girls at another end whispering mischievously to one another. I could recognize anyone offhand, but I had my suspicions about the blonde, spiky-haired boy who had just sat down. Eric led the way and stopped me at the end of the table. Guys, this is Cammie. She's new here, too, Eric said. Most of the girls looked down the long table at once, and one by one, the guys started to look up. Eric went down. Eric went ahead introducing them. Eric started to introduce them, but I couldn't remember the names I didn't immediately recognize. I only remembered Ben, Tyler, Jessica, Angela, Lauren, and Mike. End scene. Beautiful. It's very good. Go team. <laughs> Braver than Thank the fucking yeah. Marines. Thank you for your hard work. <laughs> and I'm telling you all, I mean, we've had a couple of people send in their fan fictions. And if you have them, like, we only we only lovingly trash the people that don't send them in. We will yeah. only support you. Like, we will support you with love if you send them in, you know? This is a supportive space. We, this is a loving, supportive space. 
for people who send their work in. If you don't send it in, we will find it and we will, you know, we will lovingly drag <laughs> we will expose it. you. <laughs> yep. But if you send it in, we will, we will, you know, welcome you with open arms. So yes. bring it. Welcome. Yeah. Um, well, as we say in Seattle, give it and get whipped. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostHost44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at EliSourKrauss and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone